Let's get right into the two real reasons why we all lie to ourselves. As I've said in previous videos, studies show that from 10 to 200 times a day, we will lie to ourselves, and that's what's biting all of us. It is the single greatest killer in society today. It's not a virus. It's not cancer. It's none of these other. It's not drugs. All of those things are a result of self-deception. The core problem of all of those illnesses and disease start at self-deception, okay? So we must root out this first. Now, where does it come from? Well, like everything, it comes from childhood. There's no other place. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You see, ultimately, what's at the heart of it is as a child, we did not want to admit that our parents were perfectly imperfect. We couldn't. Like, think about it. Our life depended on it. When our mom or dad didn't show up to pick us up or they were late and we were scared to death, oh my God, I'm abandoned. What am I going to do? I'm 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 years old. How am I going to navigate this world without mom or dad? What am I going to do now that they're drunk and passed out? What am I going to do that they don't know how they're making me cook dinner? What am I going to do that they freak out and go, oh my God, I can't handle this. You guys are driving me crazy. All the different things that parents do. Not because they're bad. I mean, obviously there are some parents that were so hurt themselves that they severely hurt their kids. Like there's that. But this is the part that troops people up. Like most people that know when they've been through some really rough stuff, they're like, yeah, I know my childhood was rough. In my experience, 80% of people think their childhood was perfect. They, all these little things I just mentioned, they're like, well, that's no big deal. And here's one of the biggest ways people deceive themselves. Spanking or corporal punishment. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, no, it toughened me up. It's good for me. It's good for kids. All of that. Well, okay, let me ask you something. Where do you work now? And what happens when you make a mistake? Do you go into your boss's office and does he say, hey, take your pants down. This is unacceptable. I can't have this from you. You make this kind of typo or this mistake again, drop your pants right now. You would go berserk, right? It'd be all over the news. Oh my God, this is awful and terrible. Yet, we somehow think that that's okay to slap a child, spank a child, hit a child in any way, yell at a child in any way. We think that's okay to do to a defenseless child, but as an adult, oh my God, how dare you treat me that way. A child's defenseless. You're an adult. You can handle it and you won't allow it, but you'll do it to your child or say that it's okay when it happened to you. Like, think of that. You were defenseless. And this right now, if you're battling inside your head going, well, no, I deserved it. It toughened me up. They did it to keep me in line. Look at me. I turned out okay. I must have been bad. So that's, that what they did was good for me. That's the self-deception right there. Like I was watching this documentary um, last, last night, two nights ago. Janet Jackson, the whole wardrobe malfunction, right, at the Super Bowl when Justin Timberlake ripped off her top and exposed her. And it was her idea and Justin's idea. And, you know, they did it. And... 
earlier in the documentary, they were talking about her childhood and how her records weren't doing well because her father was in control of her career. And her career did not explode until she fired her father and went out on her own. And the interviewer was asking her, saying, well, your childhood was pretty rough. Like, you know, the stories are that your dad was abusive and hit you guys. And she goes, well, in the black community, we call it, you know, she was beat. But it wasn't that. Um, It was never something. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. We didn't deserve like, like he was vicious to them. And there's the example. Here's this international superstar who then exposes herself And what people don't realize is the reason we make decisions as an adult like that, like her to expose herself, is a direct result of being beat and humiliated by her father. And so now she has another man play the part of her father to expose her on national TV. So she set up the exact same embarrassment in the exact same victimhood that she experienced as a child. That's why this stuff happens. That's the self-deception. She's caught in it. She was beat as a child. And she just says, it was never something, her exact quotes, I wrote it down, it was never something we didn't deserve. That's a child using self-deception and denial to survive her childhood. And that's all of us. Every single one of us, as a child, experiences hurtful moments, moments that leave tremendous scars in us. And that is our greatest self-deception because those scars get repeated the rest of our life until they're healed. And Janet repeated on a grand scale the abuse she suffered as a child. We all do. If any area of your career, that's why this video started off with career, parenting, relationships, if any aspect of your life isn't working, it's because you're caught in self-deception from the experiences you had as a child that you're in denial about or suppressed, repressed, you may not even remember, but you haven't dealt with and those emotions are replaying. That's basic neuroscience and how the brain and body works with trauma. We all repeat our emotions and our pain from the past. That's not even debatable. Okay, And so any aspect of your life that's not working, if you want to learn the full process, you can get it in my book, Your Journey to Success. I show you clinically, not just an opinion, but clinically, how this all happens and how we're all caught in this denial, self-deception loop, and that's repeating our trauma. So that's the first way we are all stuck as adults. We are in self-deception as to what our childhood experience was. Now, what makes it even more difficult to face our self-deception is we have two other things that keep us from it, society and religion. Now, this isn't to disparage religion. If you are a religious person or spiritual, however you term it, good for you. Like, I'm not, I'm, this isn't a post about saying religion is good or bad, 
but it is going to describe a tenet of religion, which has created this self-deception. Well, what's the main tenet of religion? God the Father, right? And he's always right. So do you see right there, we've been sent the message that our Father, even if you don't believe it, we've all heard that. We all know that God the Father is always right. So that's a subliminal message, even for the agnostic or atheist, that God, the Father, my Father is always right. I can never challenge my Father. All right? The second thing is, what does society say? Honor your mother and father. I mean, that's all throughout any Bible. It's always about respect your elders, right? Don't talk back to your mother and father. You can never express your thoughts or feelings to your mother and father ever. They are always right. You are always wrong. You are always belittled and less than your mother or father. How many times did you hear your, hey, when you're the mother or father, you can set the rules. Wham! See, it's those little subtle things where mom... Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And that, because they were squashed. So they're like, whoa, it's my, and look, I've done it. <laughs> I just had a memory of one time I completely lost it. Well, well I'm the father. I get to decide. Because that's what my dad said to me. He goes, well, look, Kenny, you can set the rules when you're paying the rent. And you're paying the bills, like you get to set whatever rules you want. But as of right now, I'm doing all of that. So these are mine. Shut up and listen. All right. Now, in those instances, why did my dad do that? Because he lost containment emotionally. He was perfectly imperfect. That happens to all of us as an adult, all of us as parents. Now, those leave wounds. That doesn't mean a simple thing like that is catastrophically abusive. But it is hurtful. It does leave less than nurturing moments inside of us feelings that we will then repeat because they are hurtful. All right? The other thing that society says is don't speak ill of the dead. So now many people, they do recognize, they're watching this and they go, oh yeah, I can see it now. I was hit. Wow, after watching this, Kenny, I see there's a lot of things I've been in denial about. I've been deceiving myself about childhood. But I'm not supposed to be, speak ill of the dead. Wham! Shut down again. Society says, nope, mother and father are on the pedestal. You can never confront them, never challenge them. They're never wrong. We can never address this. Can't speak ill of the dead. Stuff it. You have to repress it. Another way society and religion pushes this, teaches us to deceive ourselves. And this is robbing us of the career, the parenting skills, and the relationship we all deserve. Also, look at it this way. Isn't it true that we can be angry at our friends, at our siblings, at our partners, our ex-partners, our bosses? But is it ever okay? Can we ever challenge our parents? No. The thought of it, the societal message is, if you ever disrespect if you ever challenge your parents you're being disrespectful and treasonous and how dare you 
I mean, parents do this. I wrote about it in my book. This one, this group of parents were just throwing their child under the bus. Well, look, we sent you to school. We put a roof over your head. We fed you, bought you cars. Like, wait a minute. That's your job. Like parents, it, because we don't teach about parenting, parenting, parents go, well, I took care of you. You owe me. No, I don't owe you anything. You decided to have the child. That's your responsibility. Now, once they become of legal age, it's, it's the child's job to support themselves. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But the child doesn't owe the parent because the parent decided to have the child. That's your job. It's a requirement to feed, clothe, and shelter, and nurture, and love your child. Yet most parents throw it back in their child's face as though, can you believe what a great person I was to you? You owe me. How many times has your parents said to you, well, geez, after all the love I've given for you, you can't even show up. You can't even come over and have dinner with your mother. Think of how abusive that is. We're placed in this double bind that unless I worship you as a god, I don't love you. So what's a child, even an adult child, have to do? Oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. It doesn't bug me. It's just men. They're just teaching me anyway. They don't mean anything by it. Look for all the ways you deny, suppress, minimize, condone, and accept all the ways your parents were perfectly imperfect. So, how do we get back into reality? Well, I'm going to give you... Three questions and then kind of a bonus suggestion. The first one is this. If you still don't think that your parents had any effect on your life and you're not in denial and not in self-deception, these three questions will bring you into reality. Okay? The first one is this. Did you ever say, I will never do that to my kids? Think about it. Did you ever say that? Are there aspects of your parenting where you're like, I'll never do that? What was it? Write it down. That's the doorway into you discovering, starting to get out of self-deception of how your parents were perfectly imperfect. How about this? Have you made a conscious or subconscious attempt to do any aspect of parenting different than your parents did? What have you sat? What did you think about? Go on, just like the first question, but this one's a little bit deeper. Or have you now, now that you've watched this, do you recognize subconsciously that you made some changes, even though you think your parenting was perfect? Now you recognize, oh my God, subconsciously, I don't do that. I never realized till this moment, Kenny, that I parented my kids differently because, yeah, that was hurtful to me. Oh, I don't want to admit it. That's the subconscious. Like, this is how we get out of self-deception. We have to face that. Again, what was it? What did you do consciously or subconsciously different? And finally, if you still don't, if you're like, nah, that's not me. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Can you look yourself in the mirror and honestly say you have parented your children exactly like you were parented? No difference. That your parenting was so perfect, you didn't change a thing. You actually tried to recreate every aspect of it. In my experience, I've never had anybody get past those three questions, that if they were truthful and honest, and here's the thing, if, if you don't think 
you haven't done any one of those things, that is proof you are in massive self-deception. And that's why your career, your parenting, and your relationships are the way they are. Everyone has made adjustments. Nobody has parented just like their parents. Everyone has seen imperfections. And that leads me to the final bonus piece. This is not about belittling our parents or blaming our parents. Because after all, who taught them? Broken people. People who are perfectly imperfect. Hurt people hurt people. Okay? So your parents only did what was taught to them. That doesn't make them bad. Also, just because somebody has imperfections doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater and, oh, banish them. We all do. And even if somebody was, you know, the best, had studied parenting their whole life, they were going to screw up like you're human. The key is this. Your parents were perfect. They housed you. They did feed you. They clothed you. They hugged you and hopefully, for some, hugged you and kissed you and told you how great you were and showed up to your games and helped you with your homework and did so many wonderful things. That's the perfect. But they were also imperfect. They were angry. They did, they did hit you. And I don't care what you say, it is never okay to hit a child. If it's okay to hit a child then it's okay to hit an adult. If you believe it's okay that you were hit as a child or, or you're hitting your child, then, then you need to sign a contract to let adults hit you. Because you're an adult, you can defend yourself. A child can't. Studies show that leaves tremendous scars and wounds in a child. Your parents were imperfect. You were imperfect when you hit your child. When you were angry, when you abandoned them, when you got drunk whatever, when you were late, they can coexist together. We don't have to, we don't have to live in extremes of it's all or nothing. It's both. We are all perfectly imperfect. There's nothing wrong with either. They are equal. But all I'm encouraging and all I'm recommending is we start facing the imperfect side and make peace with it. Love them for their imperfections. Do the healing work. Get into reality. Because in reality, when we have truth and we can have these conversations with our parents, or if you're just recognizing it, you're a parent, your parents are gone, or they're, you know they're the type who won't have the discussion, but you're going, oh my God, I did these things to my kid. Well, have a discussion with them. Break the cycle. Just go, hey, I just learned something new. Oh my God, I didn't realize I was perfectly imperfect and I did a lot of hurtful things. I'm... I'm just going to let you know, I'm going to learn more about this. I want to heal this. I want to have discussions because I want to change this in our family. I want to start something new. I want to create a brand new pattern in our family and it starts with me. And so I'm going to learn how we can have these discussions and I can make amends for my perfect imperfections as a parent to you because I do love you and I do adore you. And I'm going to prove that to you by doing the work to heal my perfect imperfections and create a space for you to share them with me. So we can create a true love and connection, not this religious societal um, wall of only, you know, the mother and father are right and we can't talk about these things. That's the continuation of the self-deception. That's the continuation of imperfection. What I'm advocating is mixing the two, perfect imperfections. Let's grow together as a family and heal our wounds.
If you think this will help somebody, please share it. Leave me your comments. And as always, wherever you are in this process, enjoy the journey.